Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. For all things sports, at Bibbs Film. For all things movies, joined as always by my co host. Did I just put the T on it? Uh, Reese Williams <laughs> <laughs> at Minder Reese on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. MySpace. No word. And that's all I got. Uh, Reese, how you feeling? I am feeling good, actually. Uh, it's been a bit of a long day, but I'm feeling good. Ended it with a Mavs W. Uh, game I didn't really get to watch all of. Uh, I caught some it bits and much. pieces here. Yeah, I, I caught some bits and pieces here while at work. Uh, the rest I really just listened to, but uh beat the grizzlies again handedly might i add uh convincing w so a nice way to bookmark the uh end and beginning of a week yeah um the grizzlies have some COVID issues currently so they're missing some of their key guys absolutely Uh, yeah i looked at that starting lineup when i looked at the box score i looked at that starting lineup i said that's ugly yeah like before the game like i was doing my my redacted picks and um i pretty much said it and uh, <laughs> i was checking the, the starting lineups for for all the teams and i looked at theirs and i was like this shouldn't be a game um john did his best to make it one but uh yeah there was there was no fear no doubt in my mind that we should be able to outclass this team just based on the sheer volume of people that can score the basketball that we had versus what they had available so same uh i mean come on you're starting and no offense to these guys but you're starting zaire smith john conchar you just made up a whole person i meant zaire williams <laughs> <laughs> zaire williams uh john conchar and steven adams and no offense to those guys they help their contributors to that team but yeah. in a starting lineup that's that's not what you look for uh out of those guys so uh, we kind of had an advantage going into it, but as we've seen in the NBA over this hardship era, um, with a lot of guys out due to COVID and a lot of guys coming in and stepping up, especially with the Mavs have shown, can't take any team lightly just because they out of players. So one thing the Mavs have done this season is take advantage of teams they're supposed to win. I mean, teams they're supposed to beat, they walk out with a W. That's all I got actually. You almost lobbed me up with that uh, can't sleep on teams, blah, blah, blah. Because our first game this week was the OKC Thunder, and they kind of took us to the wire. They um, did. It was 104-102 victory. We went down to the wire. Josh Green got the foul, missed the free throws. Jason Kidd apparently did that on purpose. Uh, gave the Thunder right. a chance to win the game. They did not. Uh, so we survived that game. Um, I said coming into this week that I wanted to see us in some late-game situations to see if – Jason Kidd does too much with his coaching, and <clears throat> in that first one, he did too much. Yeah, this was a game that we were winning very convincingly, 
and a game that shouldn't have been as close as it ended up being. Uh, we should have never been in a position to lose that game at all. Uh, they beat us in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, I'm not sure how valid that J-Kid did it on purpose thing was. But um, <laughs> you think he just made an excuse at the end? Yes. But well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I didn't catch the full quote, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Did he say that he got Josh Green to the free throw line on purpose, or that he just left him in in the fourth quarter? That's that's probably what he was saying is that he put him in in the fourth quarter on purpose to see how he would handle it, or in down the stretch in the clutch time. I don't to think see he, how he would handle it. I don't, I don't think, think he intended he for him to get to the free throw line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he meant that. Okay. Uh, I, I highly doubt he meant that. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah overdoing it a bit. But uh, for the most part, compared to the rest of the week, I would say as far as late game situations go, he he did a pretty decent job. Yeah. Uh, so in that game, uh, Luca had a big triple double, twenty eleven twelve, three steals, three blocks. Very active. KP had four blocks himself. Uh, a little bit quiet offensively. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., four for 14. We're Jesus gonna, Christ. We're going to come, <laughs> come back to that. Um, not a lot to say. Luca was 0 for 6 from 3, by the way. Uh, but 12 for 14 from the line, I guess. When you, you ask for things from the basketball guys, you got to sacrifice something else. Uh, Luca overall was 4 for 17. Stinky. I don't like it. Pee wee. Ain't that what they used to say in elementary school? <laughs> so then we moved forward in the week. We played the Raptors. And that one also came down to the wire. And I was starting to question my request to the basketball gods for these close games because I, I don't enjoy close games to that degree. But again, it was another chance to see how uh, Jason Kidd handled a late game situation. I think he did okay in that game. Uh, we we took care of business. It felt like we were in control, even though it was close at the end. Uh, Luca, big game, forty one points, fourteen boards, uh, thirteen for twenty four, four for ten from three. Again, that's a lot of threes, but four for ten, that's forty percent. So I can't complain too much. So it, it people were saying, you know, is this a sign that Luca's three is fixed or his shot is fixed? He, he had the big game. I think it was his highest scoring game this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. was 7 for 10. Everybody was feeling good, right? How did you feel after that game? Uh, I feel like this was uh, obviously uh, another close game. Uh, this was clearly Luka's best game of the season. The 41 was his season high. Uh, I, don't cons- I consider the Toronto Raptors not a team I just expect us to beat. Is one of those teams who have been very sneaky this season. They've got talent on the team. If they would have beaten us, I wouldn't have been surprised, but I would have been disappointed because I expect us to beat them. Um, one thing we have over them is the size advantage uh, with a guy like KP. Uh, KP took advantage, I believe, uh, 5 for 10 from the field, 18 points. We don't need a lot from him, especially when Luka is giving us 41. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I've noticed since... They've been in the lineup together, the starting lineup, Brunson, KP, and Luka, has taken on a bit of more of a playmaking role than just going out and scoring like he did when Luka wasn't there. I think he's adapted to that well. Uh, I think the scoring is distributed well between Jalen Brunson, KP, and Luka. 
I'm not sure what their averages are when they when they started together, but I would assume it will be somewhere around Luca the mid twenties, KP between sixteen and eighteen, and Brunson between like sixteen and eighteen. Uh, I will say it feels like Brunson has actually started to fall off on his scoring as of late. Yeah. And it feels like we're slowly regressing back to some old Luca stuff where he's not, where he still has the ball in his hands way too much. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like Brunson's getting frozen out a lot of times. I agree. Uh, there are times where I, I can't remember exactly which game it was. Brunson brought the ball up court and Luca was standing. And, no, it was the Phoenix game because okay. that's when Luca was holding his neck. And, um, yeah. And uh, he was just standing in the corner. Brunson was bringing the ball up. I assumed it was because of the injury. But then Luca came to get the ball and started initiating the offense. Yeah. So that didn't last long. But um, going into this uh, new era with them being in the starting lineup, my expectation wasn't that they would, like, split touches as mm. far as engage, initiating the offense. I just assumed it would be Jalen Brunson still playing off ball. For the most part, Luca still has the ball in his hands, more like a 70-30 type of thing. Uh, also, it gives Jalen Brunson time to start early and get into a rhythm instead of coming off the bench with the second unit. Now, when you decide to sit a Luca, you keep Jalen Brunson in the game. He's already in rhythm with the second unit coming off the bench. Um, I still expect the offense to run mostly through Luca, but now you have that option of Jalen Brunson that, hey, if we need someone else to go get a bucket or if we need someone else to initiate offense, this dude is already on the court. He already has this responsibility, and we know Jason Kidd trusts him more than Rick Carlisle did. I personally want or hoped that we would see a little bit more of Brunson pretending he already got that 20 mil that he's about to get. Like, not necessarily saying he's even with Luka, but being I feel like he's slowly faded back to not being willing to to look Luca off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes like I want him to be more aggressive. And I don't know if that's uh just the way that they interact or if that's a product of like the fact that he's being guarded by bigger guys a lot of the times and we know how that usually goes for him. Um now he picks his spots every now and then. Um to, to be aggressive, but I, I want him to be aggressive a little bit more aggressive because Lucas takes in a lot of bad shots still, and I feel like that shouldn't be necessary if we if we're making these changes we're making. Yeah, I and that agree. could be Luca too. It could be Luca. What you mean? It could be Luca. <clears throat> we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, you mentioned the Phoenix game already. Uh, yeah. Second night of a back to back, we lost one hundred nine one hundred one. It was a pretty good game for most of the game. Uh, the Suns, we had the lead, actually, yep. for a good bit of the game. But the Suns, we know they they have our number. We know CP3 always closes us out. Uh, and it went the same way again. Like, once they took over in the fourth quarter, that was pretty much it. Um, the late game decision-making, some people question a lot of the, the rotations and stuff. I kid is doing what kid does as far as his rotations. I can't be mad at him for not doing it exactly how I would do it. Uh, as far as like the issue I had with his late game decision making was I felt like sometimes he was micromanaging um, as a former player, 
like wanting to to put his hands on it in a way that's not necessary as a coach. I didn't feel like he did that in this one personally. Uh, so I don't hold that against him. I don't, I'm not mad at the team for losing that game. It's not a game I said that we should win. It was a game I wanted to win very badly because I don't think we play the Suns again. Uh, so we went 0-3 against the Suns this year and that, 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 that gorilla is still on our back. Not only did we go <clears throat> 0-3, all three of those games we could have and you can argue should have won. Yeah. That's what hurts the most. If they were all blowouts, I'd be like, eh, oh well. Yeah. But yeah, these thing the most. Definitely, definitely. Was there any other takeaway you had from that game in particular or uh I mean I said it on the timeline. Once Phoenix went on that run in the fourth quarter, I think what disappointed me most is that they I hate to say this about a team or athletes in general, but it seemed like they gave up. Yeah. Like their will was, was broken. Yeah, their will was broken. There was no fight there. They was like, Oh man, they took the lead, we had the lead, what do we do now? Like, you can see it in the body language on offense, on defense. That's when the turnovers start happening because you start getting careless. And the turnovers on offense helped contribute to the lead. I meant the uh, run that Phoenix had and to continue to run. So, yeah, I just. Uh, Eight turnovers for Luka, six turnovers also, for Jalen. It also seemed like Luka checked out with the whole neck thing. Like, I put it on the timeline. I said, Luca doing that thing with his neck that I do at work when I want to go home early. <laughs> like, come on, man. It ain't that bad. Like, every time the camera's on him, he doing the neck thing, moving his neck, holding his neck. I'm like, bro, if you're out there like that, you're fine. I promise. Cut it out. Um, Yeah, I actually made some notes of some things that happened in the last five minutes. I, I, I stopped doing it after I realized we weren't coming back because I was just annoyed. But I noticed, and I, and I just from the last five minutes, KP was turning down shots. Um, there were a couple possessions where we just did not guard Biombo. Uh, I don't know. KP was just in the middle of the paint when Biombo was in the the like on the block, and it was just an easy pass to Biombo and a dunk. Uh, I don't know K, who KP thought he was guarding in that scenario. Uh, THJ missed a couple wide open threes. People are going to look at the box score and say, "Oh, well, he shot X Y Z." He missed two wide open threes in the clutch when we needed him most. What is he there for? Yeah, I think I set this on a timeline and someone tried called themselves checking me until I started ignoring him. I said it was like late in the fourth and I was like, KP's just a body. Like the dude <laughs> the dude was in the post and shot out what was supposed to be a bank shot and like it was one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Like Russell Westbrook. The uh, bank was closed. Like that was an ATM <laughs> shot. That was not a bank shot. Like I don't I, I don't know I don't know what came over him in, late in that fourth. Maybe it had a lot to do with them going on that run. They're trying to rush offense. Their will is broken. They've given up, like I said, but after a while and he was having a really good game up until that point, which is why it was disappointing. He just checked out and yeah. I and I've said this before and I said this on uh when we recorded Nats podcast that's I think it should be out by the time this comes should out be, yep should be out um the the team feeds off of the best players energy when Luca checks out the team checks out when Luca's disinterested so is the team so I think that has a lot to do with it but I mean it was a loss it's nothing we could do about it now we can't go back 
uh, just got to bounce back, move forward, and that's what they did. Yeah, so we came in. We already talked about the Grizzlies game. They were shorthanded. Ja went stupid. Um, but as far as Mavs-Grizzlies, I think it's pretty clear, I, I, not from this game, but just in general, that we should be the better team. Uh, we should be the big brothers in that scenario. Uh, we'll see if we catch them in the standings. I don't think we necessarily need to. I, no, I'm not scared. To. I'm not scared of going into Memphis if that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, a, few, a, a while ago, I think I said it in a space. It might have been hoop spaces or it might have been somewhere else. I was like, you know, I'm not sure if we can beat Memphis in the playoffs. Now, I'm 100% positive we can beat Memphis in the playoffs. Yeah. I think we're clearly just – we're a bad matchup for them. I feel like we're a bad matchup for them. We can exploit that. And Jaron Jackson Jr. turns into – I'm trying to think of a name. A, a name that would be extremely disrespectful. <laughs> Black Porzingis? Like, <laughs> a pretty accurate description in my opinion. Man turns into goddamn Andre Cle- like Cleveland Anton Jameson or some shit. I don't know. That's that's too 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 deep. That's too disrespectful. Too, you said Andrea Bargnani. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just haven't seen an impact player from Jaron Jackson in any of our matchups. I don't know why that is, but I mean he had one little play. Uh, he got blocked on the previous play. He came back and and did another post up on KP and got the score over him, but that was the last thing I remember from him. He just disappears. And it was some people in spaces trying to say, what about Jaron Jackson for All-Star? <laughs> people just be talking. Boy, I swear. People just be talking, I swear. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I we did what we were supposed to do. We came out of this week three and one. Uh, we got a big week ahead of us that we should clean up, personally. But we'll, we'll get into that later, too. If you didn't have anything else you wanted to say, we can go ahead and close out this segment, and then, then it's time to get on that soapbox. Yep, let's do it. We'll be back after these messages. All right, folks, and we are back here on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. And, um, you know, I, I was struggling with topics to, to hit in the middle section where we try to dive deep into something or other. Uh, I put the call out for people, and one of the topics that I had started to try to move away from uh, was brought back up, and that is Luca's decision-making in the pick-and-roll, in particular, the pick-and-roll with KP. Uh, I personally feel like Luca is looking off KP in the pick-and-roll too much, like disproportionately so Luca's throwing up lobs for Dwight Powell with two people in front of him but KP's not getting those lobs he did it to Maxi a couple times but KP's not getting those passes I'm not I I, I wanted to, to stray away from this because I don't want people to think that I'm trying to say that there's some problems there or something that may or may not, because I have said that in the past, but I'm questioning why it's happening. I'm confused about why it's happening. Um, I've seen Luca look off KP way too much in the pick and roll. 
way too much. And even in the pick and pop, Luke KP will be wide open and Luca will look at him and go somewhere else. It's not at Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert levels yet, but it's enough for me to have noticed it on a consistent basis, especially since Jalen Brunson has come to the starting lineup. Um, it was, now that you're saying it, I literally have the picture in my head of the Phoenix game. I think it was in the fourth quarter. He did it down the stretch. He did it down the stretch. Luca was on the left wing. He drove, kicked the alley-oop to Dwight Powell in the paint. I believe it was a turnover. I believe it was a turnover. And KP was wide open at the top of the arc next to Luca. Now, sometimes I'm like, all right, maybe he didn't see him. But it's like, come on. Luca like, didn't see him? To be honest, <laughs> first of all, Luca saw him. And second of all, that's a guy you look for on the court. And that's the thing. It's not just that he's looking him off. It's that he should be going out of his way to get KP looks. Involved. Right. <clears throat> like, if it was Dwight Powell, I might not feel as bad about it. Right. But this is supposed to be your number two guy. You can't look him off like that. You have to feed him. And then nights like tonight where he's putting up five to six blocks, I think. Reward the big man. Let the big exactly. man eat. KP, and here's for KP's part of it, I will say he's been a good sport. I haven't seen him complain. Nope. If that was Luca, <laughs> Luca would be throwing, be looking off. He'd be like hanging back behind the play, shaking his head, running back with his head down. But KP keeps his. KP's pulling a go bear with it. He's not saying anything for what and I can big tell. credit to KP. Like, maybe this isn't bothering him at all. Maybe he's okay with the touches. You that know, would be a is. problem for me, too. But if he isn't, credit to him because he doesn't show it on the court with his body language. He doesn't let it affect the chemistry. So kudos to him for that. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, that- Lucas, Luca, it's not even that you're looking someone off it. The problem is, if you don't see him, you need to be looking for this guy in your offense. The off the defense is keying in on you. KP is there to take advantage of that. If he does it, if he misses, cool, but you're not even giving him the chance to do that. Exactly. You know, we're trying to build this confidence with him. You have to trust him more in these situations. That's the only way this confidence will build. Stuff like that is important when rolling into the playoffs. And it's funny because the play that you mentioned in the Phoenix game is not even the one that I was thinking about. There was a play later in the fourth quarter in that last five minutes where KP set the pick. He actually rolled to the rim. He had a lob, in my opinion. Lucas should have thrown it up for the lob. He looked at him, but then threw it to Tim Hardaway Jr., who was in the corner, who then proceeded to break the three. I remember that one as well. So, and that's that's another thing. And I don't know if it's the philosophy of the team, uh, you know, hunting threes versus taking the easy two, which I hate also. We're supposedly getting away from that with Jason Kidd, but you know, old habits die hard. Oh, yep. But again, like you, like we've said, KP is your number two. If there's a chance for you to get him a ball in scoring position, give him the ball. Give him the ball. 100%. I don't want to see you throwing lobs to Dwight Powell over two people, but when KP's a one-on-one, you can't give him the ball. That's that should not be happening as much as it is. Now, granted, we know KP doesn't isn't really the best at taking advantage of mismatches we get that but still you have to feed your guy yeah and that's and that's pretty much all i really wanted to hit on that particular topic is again kp's there a lot 
and we're not hitting him enough. Now, in tonight's game, there was a possession where Luka and KP had like a two-man game type scenario where Luka did hit KP. KP pump fake, drove, and then uh, Luka's man came off of him, and KP got Luka the ball back, and Luka scored. The next possession, now Luka looked for KP off the pick and roll and fed him. And it was almost like a, hey, you gave me the ball, now let me give you the ball type of scenario. Shouldn't need to be like that. Bro. And why is KP having to be the one to initiate that type of action? Right. You're Shouldn't the point guard. Like that. You're the, the, the elite. He bent the ball in tonight's game. Yes. Like the way they curved the bullet and won it, that's what he did. So, like, you can't, any, I'm, you're not going to convince me that Luca's not seeing that KP's open. You're not going to convince me he can't make that pass. So, whatever is in his head that's keeping him from giving Luke KP the ball in those possession in those situations, I need that to be done. I don't know if KP needs to say, hey, give me the ball or not. I don't know if he's built like that, as I've said previously, but that needs to be happening more. KP should be getting 20 points a game at least. I think it should come down to Coach Kidd to say it, but I'm not expecting him to say it. So, okay. I know Carlisle wasn't saying it. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly that's obvious. He but I just don't in the corner. I just don't want us to run into the same situations that we had last year in the playoffs, where KP hasn't been empowered enough, where he's not expecting the ball in those situations, and and we're not able to capitalize. Like we need to start working that stuff into our make sure making sure that that's happening on a regular basis, so that when we need it most, it's there. As long as KP is still getting involved in a primary part of the offense and not camped in the corner like an extra from the wire, then we're fine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check something real quick, if you don't mind, on the box score. Okay. While he's doing that, make sure y'all rate, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Yes, you can leave ratings now on Spotify. Long overdue. Would be greatly appreciated. Helps the podcast out. Y'all supporting us by listening. Support us that way as well. And I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna add on top of it. I, I'm not shame. I'm, I have no shame with it. The number of listeners we have versus the number of reviews we have is disrespectful. Disrespectful. Hurt my feelings. Like I go to bed at night with tears in my eyes because y'all listening, but y'all don't like us enough to give us a review. Y'all should have seen the nightmare I had last night. It was ridiculous. I watch someone take their phone out, open up the Mavs outside his podcast, leave a review, and delete it before they posted it. Mm, 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 mm. It just takes ten seconds of your time. I'm sorry. I'm. Try- I said I wasn't. Now y'all get got emotional. Bibs crying. I said I wasn't going to get emotional. Y'all got Bibs crying. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> like and subscribe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, scene. <laughs> uh, so KP did have the second most shots on the team tonight. I'm gonna right. say that he had 11. Luca had 25. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. Why is Luca taking 25 shots to <laughs> KP's 11? Jesus Christ! And he had 12 free throws, which means he probably took 31 shots to KP's 11. Oh, KP had what three free throws to KP's twelve or thirteen. He's taking almost two and a half times as many shots as KP. Hey man, that's, at least Luca made his free throws in that. That's where the problem is. I, if Luca's taking twenty shots 
KP should be taking 14-15. If Luka's taking 25, KP should be taking 17-18. Seven of KP's shots came from three-pointers. Right. And a couple of those were forced keys. I think the first shot of the game was a forced three, and then he had another one a little bit later in the first quarter where that was contested with Steven Adams' hand in his face. Yeah, he tends to do that a lot. But... So that's not even quality looks that we're talking about here. He's been hanging around THJ too much. I need KP to get his 15 shots a night, minimum. 15 minimum. That's, Period. A 10-11 is not acceptable. And I don't, I don't need either. seven or eight of them to be threes either. That too. And unless it's completely wide open, he does not need to be shooting these threes. I don't like the, the early shot clock threes for anybody. That includes you, Luca. Stop throwing up stupid threes. Luca's hunting threes. He's hunting points. He, he does the showboating stuff from time to time where he's he's doing just too much run the offense i don't need the step back threes i'm not asking you to be steph curry or clay and come off of ball screens and stuff at all but there's other ways to get threes other than just iso iso dribble dribble tween hezzy step back clank (laughs) run the offense the offense was purring while you were out pick your spots better i do not want you to turn into donovan mitchell you take what the defense gives you. That's the game of basketball. And you don't have to do everything anymore. We, we've we've seen that already. So please stop. Not necessary. Now, when it's there for you, take it. But sometimes you're forcing it. I want to see that shot selection get better. That's that's the difference between a loss and a win versus the Jazz. It's Donovan Mitchell versus Luka Doncic decision-making. In my opinion. And Rudy Gobert. What about Rudy Gobert? He's an X factor. Period. I mean, yeah, he, he considering is the, he's the most important player on this. He's team. the X, <laughs> and depending on if Donovan Mitchell uses him, that could really be a problem. But Facts. If we face them, hopefully Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell's. So I feel alright. I mean, I, I have faith <clears throat> if we face them. I'm not afraid of Utah. I don't think anybody is. My faith is bigger than it was previously because I know what the Jazz can be, right. but it's been long enough to realize that. Maybe that's not going to happen with Donovan Mitchell making decisions. Frauds, I say. It's disappointing because, like I said, that team is built very well. They just have a guy leading them who wants to be the guy 100%. more than he needs to be. 100%. And I don't want to be that team, too. So. That's all I got. All right. I guess we move on to the – uh the next portion. Do you want me to actually know before we get into that? I have one more thing. What's up? Last week we did the uh the trade machine, had y'all send all your trades. Um we gave you grades. We we picked the, the best four. We put out a poll. Mavs Panama. Congratulations. You had the best trade. Uh do you by chance have that trade really accessible? Uh yes. Um hold on. I remember most of it, but just in case, let me pull it up. I believe it was the Spurs trade. Right. The Spurs receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and a second-round pick 2022. And we received Thaddeus Young and Doug McDermott. And I thought that was interesting because I, I, I think I gave that trade a D. You did. <laughs> um, but the people loved it, so I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then when we did our space... Uh, the trade that won, and this also surprised me, was the Montrezl Harrell trade, where it's basically two second-round picks 
for my, I actually changed it a little bit later, but Montrez Harrell uh, for two second round picks, and we sent Moses Brown to Toronto for a second round pick as well. Yeah, um, I thought it was gonna be your um Mobamba. I did too. Yeah, uh, but that Montrez Harrell trade was the one that that people like. So uh, we had fun with that exercise. We got a couple more weeks to the deadline. So also, uh, I would like to say. All of y'all in that party, I mean, not, not, not that party, it's not Xbox, all of y'all in that space talks mad shit, talking about, man, we, we can't dump THJ's contract, we we can't do this, we we gotta get something, look what he could do for us in the playoffs, he could give us 20, what he do the next game? I rest my case. Lost away. <laughs> um, what was, there was one other thing I was gonna say, oh. Speaking of the trade deadline, I'll be in a uh, space right after the trade deadline, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, uh, with a few other guys from across the, the Hoop Spaces nation. Um, so that should be interesting. I'll definitely, if you see me in the space. I don't even want to know what you was about to say. <laughs> I feel like it that? was about to be a T.I. line. No, nah, it was about to be a... The Bing Bong people lying. Um, oh my God! <laughs> if you see that purple around my name, tap in with us. We're gonna be talking whatever trades went down. Uh, the whole league. Uh, it's gonna be a good conversation. You don't have to listen to them trash people on ESPN. So I'm definitely gonna tune in for that. Yeah, it should be some fun. It should be some fun. Uh, and that's all I got in the middle section. Let's let's get to this other stuff. You already have your uh, unsung hero. It's uh, it's coming down to the wire. It's between two people. So. All right, that's exciting. Let's take this last break and we'll come back with the unsung hero of the week, the weekly forecast. It's going to be a little different this week. Y'all can't see me, but I'm smiling, <laughs> I'm smiling like uh, the Think I'm Tom Cruise picture. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's take this break. My, my, my. The NFL playoffs are going crazy right now. We got overtime games, last-minute field goals by Tom Brady. But that means there's only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With Super Bowl 56 around the corner, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 and free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer on DraftKings Sportsbook, that's okay. You can still get in on the action with same same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit. I just sounded like a mobster. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. 
Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, folks, and we're back yet again. I didn't even ask Reese if he was ready. I just came back in with it. I'm ready. Reese, I'm always ready. ready. All right. Freddie, stay ready over there. All right. Uh, Reese, hit us with that that player, the, the, that, that unsung hero of the week. I'm not even – I have no idea who's going to be this time. Yeah, it was tough. It was between two players for me. Uh, came down to the wire. But I felt uh, based on circumstances and uh, what was placed upon them, this player was more deserving. So the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week goes to Mr. Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, I think the way he has transitioned from the time Luka and KP were out simultaneously, stepping up and helping the team, giving the team more points when needed, rebounding more when needed, contributing on defense, to easily transitioning into playing his role the way he's meant to with both Jalen Brunson, KP, and Luka on the court. He's not really getting offensive touches. He's not really getting all the shots that he was getting when these guys were out. He transitioned well back into the role that he had before, putting up stat lines like nine points, six rebounds, uh, I believe like four assists in some of these games. He's doing everything we need him to do and still being able to put the ball on the floor while doing it with confidence. I feel proud in knowing I can give this award to Mr. Dorian Finney-Smith this week. So shout out to you. And now, uh, going to be doing things a little different with the, uh, the weekly forecast this week at the request of one Mr. Uh, Bibbs. So, uh... Let me know when to queue it up, Bibbs, and we're going to kick it to you for the weekly forecast. Thank you, Reese. Uh, you know, back in my college days, I was a little bit of a freestyle rapper. So, you know, I want to do the weather report a little differently this week. Uh, so I asked Reese to queue up a beat. Uh, I have no idea if the music is going to sync. <laughs> See, I'm already doing it. Uh <laughs> with the the audio but we're gonna find out the hard way drop the beat dj turn it up a little oh that, there we go turn my headphones up tur tur turn my headphones up yo check it it's weather man bibs on the mic and when i do the weather gotta do it right we got the warriors coming in on tuesday Hmm. It's gonna be a few days. Seth Curry, <laughs> don't hurry. You're gonna get buried if you come messing with that. Oh my! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Let me let me let me go back in. Uh, check it. Steph Curry, you better not hurry. We're coming with the Luka Doncic white snow flurries. That's Luka, KP, and Maxi too. <laughs> These dangerous white men are coming for you. Cause uh, we gotta put you down on the bench. We gotta put your boys in the trench. Clay Thompson came back from an injury. But he's not making history. It's a mystery why he came back in the first place. Because we're coming for that first place. Moving on. We got the Blazers on the next day. Anthony Simons. <laughs> Anthony Simons, CJ McCollum, no game. You got no game. KP's bringing Nurk out the paint. 
Can you win? You can't. I'm telling you. Moving on. We're going to the Pacers. Rick Carlisle, you are a hater. Eat your taters. We should have kept your papers. We should have got you traded for a pick. Matter of fact, I don't even care about the beat anymore. I'm just going in right now. Rick Carlisle, you the son of a bitch. I hate you. I want to bury you in the ground. I hope, I hope, I hope. You know what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got off, I got off track. I got off track. <clears throat> We're going to beat the Pacers in a, a heavily contested game. Anyway, moving forward. We got the magic. Isn't that ironic? Because Rick tried to block Jamal Mosley from getting the job. He did him like Black Rob, like, whoa, feel me. While I'm trying to keep the flow. We're going to bury the magic, too. That's neither here nor there. Hopefully we get Mobamba through and take him back with us. I'm sorry that I cussed. Reese, back to you. <clears throat> that was chaotic as fuck. That that was chaotic. <laughs> I probably should have chose like something more smoother. <laughs> I, I didn't. I should have chose something more smoother. That got out of hand. You started going in on Rick Carlisle. I thought you wanted to throw hands. Oh man. That was, um, that was bad. I'm sorry. That was 100% worth it. <laughs> I hope, I pray that the music and your voice are syncing up on the audio. Oh, man. That was rough. Ooh. Okay. That, that was wild. I think I think the listeners are gonna enjoy that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be hearing a lot about that. We're gonna gonna be a lot of tweets about this. It had to sync. Did it sound sync when on your end? I mean, on my end, all I'm hearing is I hear you through my headphones, and my music is playing. My music was playing through my phone, not the oh, laptop. Okay, okay. So, so you didn't necessarily hear the music. Okay. Yeah. That was rough. Uh, it's been a while. <clears throat> a I can rusty. tell. A little rusty. Hey, you did uh, better than I would, brother. I'm just saying. Can you tell what I was saying was going to happen? I, I I don't know. I didn't really pick a winner for that Warriors game. You didn't. It, it, it. But I was talking a lot of trash. You was talking a lot of shit, so I'm going to just go with One, that to pick the match. We four 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 four. Hey, fo, you on fo, the same page fo. I'm on because I'm going four 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 like Wendy's. <laughs> four and oh this week. I, I I don't see any reason why we shouldn't go for it though. Feeling real op feeling real feeling um <laughs> feeling I'm feeling real good about the week. Hey Reese. Yo, come on, dog, with this shit. I I'm not That wasn't even a good optimist Bibbs impression. Um he's actually in bed already. Uh it's way past his bedtime, so no optimist Bibbs. Good. Yeah, 4-0. I don't have much else to say. I don't have much else to say either. 4-0, baby. Next week might get interesting, folks. Uh, we either are going to record Monday. I'm assuming you did not want me to get a guest, right? To replace you. Uh, I don't know how, how crazy you expect to feel <laughs> when you get back. Yeah, that's true. I mean, put I'll put it like this. If there's a guest, bring a guest on in general. If there's a guest and I'm able to make it, then it's just the three of us. Okay. If I'm not able to make it, then you already have someone else on and you're not alone. 
if that's the case, should I not do should I do a podcaster? Yes. Or should we do a podcaster? Do a podcaster. All right. Uh if you're listening to this and you're interested, send your application to Mavs Alsa. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we'll reach reach out to hit us, hit me in the DM, hit Reese in the DM, whatever. Um I personally don't have anybody that I expect to be available off the dome. Uh what time is that magic game? Is that a seven thirty game? Are yep, we gonna play in clock? Are we gonna plan to record on Monday? And if you can't make it, get somebody else. Or should I plan to do it on Sunday? And if you can't make it, get somebody else. Um, I guess it would depend on what time I work Monday. Well, actually, you work in the morning, so it would be. Yeah, it would have to be afternoon anyway, or yeah. evening. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind recording. Actually, I'm gonna be off Monday because I um I made sure I took off. But you the might day after I got back. Down. Nah, even still, like they'll show up regardless. Yeah. Right. Well, either way, we're still looking for a guest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, if yeah, y'all wondering, I'm gonna be in ATL this weekend, Shouty. So you know. I'm, all right, I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> uh, what the hell is this game? Uh, we the don't play on game Monday. Is Sunday at yeah, we seven. Don't play on yeah, we don't play right, on so Monday. So we can record whatever on Monday. Whatever you, whenever I get off. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'll let you know. All right, um, sounds good. If you don't have anything else to hit, again, you listen to this whole podcast, the whole thing. Like, this is a, about an hour, almost, of content. And this might have been one of our shorter episodes. Right. You're going to get some GOAT series episodes later this week. One of them's already recorded, I promise. Y'all been listening to all this stuff. It takes you 10 seconds to go hit that little five-star button. If you don't want to write a, a, a nice review, you don't have to write out. I said ain't got to write nothing. That would be nice. It helps. You could just say, this is great. I love these guys. That that weatherman Bibbs is hilarious. Y'all heard, did y'all hear the freestyle that Bibbs just gave y'all off the dome and y'all don't want to rate the podcast? Come on, man. He ain't had to do that. That's embarrassing. It's hard work. He ain't had to do that. He embarrassed himself in front of 200 listeners that he know is going to play this. Minimal. He ain't had to do this. He ain't had to do that. 200 of y'all, listen, man. We just, 200 people need to leave uh, a rate or a review. That's all we ask for. It helps the podcast. And as we grow, I was going to say y'all could grow too. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> it, it sounded right at the time. If we grow, we have more budget. Maybe we start doing giveaways or something. Who knows? If uh, if we grow, I have a giveaway I want to do yeah. already. Just keep that on my in my. If we grow, our voices grow. We're the voices of the voiceless. Our voices are your voices. The bigger we grow, the bigger your voices get out there. Remember, we the Mavs outsiders, outsiders assemble.